Welcome to the Christian Financial Perspectives Podcast, where you will learn what the Bible says about stewardship and finance. Here, you will gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge of how to integrate your Christian faith with your finances. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. We're so glad that you joined us. Uh, my name is Sean Peters, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed father-in-law, Bob <laughs> Barber, and co-host. We are here today to help you navigate the world of finance, but through a Christian worldview. So if you enjoy our unique faith-driven approach, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all of our latest content. You know, Sean, with all the, the first-time listeners we're getting today, I just realized a lot of people may not even know where we are. So Yeah, or, or what this logo means. Exactly. <laughs> so we're located in New Braunfels, Texas, in between Austin and San Antonio, and our firm is Christian Financial Advisors, and we love bringing information to you from a Christian perspective. That's why we're called Christian Financial Perspectives. That's right. That's right. And what's our topic for today, Bob? Where our topic for today is... Uh, 10 scriptures for investing. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go over 10 different scriptures that have to do with uh, investing and uh, biblical guidelines for it. And most people don't realize, Sean, that that, that there's a lot in the Bible about investing. That's As a matter right. of fact, there's a lot about stewardship, like over right. 1,500 to 2,000 scriptures. That's right, Bob. So, you know, that's one of the things that also sets us apart with uh, how we integrate our Christian values into the advice and strategies that we use for clients. And this allows us not just to address your financial needs, but also help with your spiritual well-being and, and help you along with your faith journey. So, uh, which is perfect for what we're covering in today's episode in that we're going to be exploring 10 different Bible verses that should help you guide uh, your investment strategies. And, and, you know, people never even really think about that, Sean, especially even Christians. They don't think that the Bible has so much to stay about in, and say about investing. And, and we, it's about integrating your faith and your finance. That's and that's right. what we're really talking about. And, and those, those decisions aligning with biblical principles. That's right. Those, as, uh, as the, our name implies, those financial decisions lining up with biblical principles. Right. So, all right, Bob, well, let's jump right into our first verse. I'll go okay. ahead and read Proverbs thirteen eleven, which says, wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but the one who gathers by labor increases it. I really like this verse. Yeah, I do too. It flies in the face of, you know, I'm sure if you've been online for more than 10 minutes, you've seen some sort of get rich quick or some sort of thing that's up 430%, mm -hmm. you know, or or thousand percent. And that doesn't work. And every time, if you, if you give it a little bit of time, there's some sort of, oh, guess what? That was a scam. It wasn't right. The Bible says, and encourages us to build wealth slowly and methodically. If you make hasty, impulsive financial decisions, especially if you're trying to get ahead quick, it often leads to losses. Building wealth is a marathon, not a sprint. And you know, Sean, we talked last week a lot about emotions and investing. And actually, right. you don't want to use emotions, but you can use other people's emotions. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage somebody to go back and listen to that. That's right. So our second scripture from today is from Matthew's, uh, Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And we, we've mentioned this many times in the past. It's all about the parable of the talents. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go through that entire scripture because it would take us the rest of the program to read it. <laughs> it's I a mean, lot it, of it, verses. It would take, take a good five to ten minutes to read that. But it really emphasizes the importance of long-term investing. People don't realize when you read the parable of the talents that 
um, it is it is it never gives us a timeline. So, you know, the Lord is not the Bible does not preach about and not, does not speak into gambling being a way to make money, but mm-hmm. slowly. So we believe when it's talking about the parable of the talents that this was probably a five to ten year per, uh, period mm-hmm. that the master gave them the money, Sean, and mm-hmm. then came back and said, "What did you do with it?" And That's we right. know that. The, the the guy that got one didn't do anything. That's right. And and the one that got three Indeed. and five both went and doubled mm-hmm. it. So I'm thinking the rule seventy twos, maybe that was a seven to ten year period. That's right. But at the end of this scripture it talks about how um upset the master was. Yeah. And it says, throw that worthless servant out of here. And I mean it's some harsh words there about why didn't you do something with what yeah. I gave you? Yeah, okay. because those resources are ultimately God's. And, yeah. you know, he may have stuck it in, buried it in the ground, but effectively he buried his head in the ground. Yeah. When it, yeah, comes, when it comes to that. So he did. Yeah. All right. Well, next we're going to cover Ecclesiastes 11.2, which says, Divide your portion to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. And this verse reminds us of the importance of diversification in your investments. It mitigates the risk by helping to spread it across the various sectors and, and not just have it in, in one area. So good way to... And I want to speak into that too. If you take that, that scripture, mm-hmm. give your portions of seven or eight, and you divide that into 100, you come out between 12 and about 14.6%, I think, is the actual number. Yeah. I don't have it right in front of me, but um, that's the actual number of what you should not put more into one sector. Gotcha. And I always say, especially if you're listening to us for the first time today, that means, yes, not don't put more than 15 to 20% in real estate because there's such an emphasis and, you know, HGTV today saying buy real estate, buy real estate. Yes, real estate's a good investment, but it's only one sector of many sectors. Exactly. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our, our next verse is 2 Corinthians six seventeen. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. Well, there's a lot to speak into this, and this is really about biblically responsible investing. That's right. Uh, this, this shows us as Christians we should uh, be, be called out to be different and to yeah. not invest in those companies that are morally uh, hurting America and and if those companies are involved in uh, pornography or gambling or tobacco or the LGBTQIA plus or woke type companies, yeah. um, you need to steer clear of them. And that's what we feel. And this is what this scripture saying: come out and separate that's from right. from that. While at the same time looking for companies uh, to invest in that are doing good in our society mm-hmm. and that are treating God's uh, creation good and. Um, that are treating their employees well and are or have a pro family type of, of you know process that they That's work right. by. So we're gonna go with number five, which is Luke fourteen twenty eight, which advises for which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to yeah. see if he has enough to complete it. Now this helps us consider the volatility, risk, and reward potential before investing, which is very important. Yes. And it's crucial to have a written investment strategy that you understand and can trust. Sean, I don't think I've met so far in my 30 years, I don't think I've ever met an individual that had a written investment strategy. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't really have a plan. They don't have a blueprint. They've not thought about the cost of that. Yeah. 
I, I uh, have not been doing this as long as you, but I also have not met anyone that has a written investment investment plan. You hadn't been able to find anybody either, and, huh? unless it was one of our clients. Yeah. If you're if you're watching this, right. you know that we give all of our clients an investment policy statement that is written down. We we so. follow ours to the T, mm-hmm. and and it's seven different strategies. And by the way, you can find that on our website at christianfinancialadvisors.com. dot com. That's right. Under I think it's about us, and you go under the the investment part of it, but. If you can't find it, just give us a text and 830-609-6986. We'll mention that again here at the end of the program. So Proverbs 22.3 is our next verse. Is this number six, by the way? This is number six. Okay. So Proverbs 22.3, the prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. You want to speak into that one? No, I'll let you talk on that one. Okay. Well, that, again, that has a lot to do with biblically responsible investing and how we don't want to align ourselves with companies that are doing evil. That's right. All right. And so our seventh verse is Proverbs 22, 7. It warns the following, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. So this I think is a good rec- it, a good recommendation is. on yeah. avoid borrowing money to invest in anything when possible. Now I know a lot of times for real estate, you almost have to. Well, um, I, or at I, least I for, try at least not for your to. Primary, yeah. at least for your primary home, well, especially with rates but, back up today, Sean. You, yeah, yeah. It's it, last year or a couple of years ago when rates were at two and three percent, three and a half percent, but now with rates at Six and a half, seven and a half percent. I saw eight percent the other day. So yeah, if you're borrowing to invest, it doesn't matter what you're investing in. It could yeah. be real estate, could be markets, stock markets. If you borrow, it's going to add a lot of unnecessary stress and burden. So just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be a good way to look now, at that. That's our next scripture. Is this the ninth one? Or uh, the... This is the eighth one. This so is our the eighth, eighth one. So we're doing ten, right? That's right. Okay. Our eighth scripture is First Timothy six nine through ten. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Uh, this, this really speaks into day trading. Sure. That's right. And, and gambling. And, and gambling. It's kind and of one it, and the same. It does, and it reinforces the importance of Christian values uh, over desire for that that quick wealth that mm-hmm. we see uh, that people try to do by day trading, because that's really what day trading is about, that's right. is getting something for nothing, by the way. I that's mean, right. Yeah. Well, here we are at our ninth verse. So as we come okay. to near the end of our list, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 comes into focus. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Now, this one is a great verse to encourage us to seek wisdom and advice. Yeah and counsel when it comes to our investments. Yes. Engaging with experienced financial advisors can help you get very valuable insights, whether that is just financial planning or, mm-hmm. or investment advice, or you know, working directly with an advisor that does investment management on a discretionary basis for you. Either, yeah. either one of those could be very, very useful for this verse. And our last verse, I'll let Bob cover this All one, right. but our last verse is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Sean, the reason I had this one for the last one, which is one of the most important ones, mm-hmm. is that for a Christian, 
financial decisions should be considered spiritual decisions as well. So I think it's very important that as Christians, we pray about all financial decisions. We realize this is God's money. We've talked about this many times about Psalms 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It belongs to him. He owns it. We're managers. And this really speaks into that, I I think. So. Amen to that, Bob. Well, so there you have it, folks. That is 10 verses to help shape your investment strategies. Remember, our decisions should not just be about the what's good for our wallets or yeah. the financial, but it should be what's good for our soul, what's good for our spiritual walk with Christ. Amen to that, Sean, and, and really a great job. I know you helped me with this a lot. I was able to come up with the scriptures, but you were able to help me put, I guess, the meat on the bones. Yeah. And and yeah. I, I appreciate that. I hope this has really helped you. I bet you didn't know the Bible had this much to say about investing, but it does. And there's a whole lot more, many, many scriptures. We at Christian Financial Advisors want to do it God's way uh, and really invite you to go to our website. We're doing some updating there. Um, go under our statement of faith and see what we're about, because we truly are about aligning your faith and your finances together. That's right. Okay. And, and that's what makes us unique, Bob. You know, we're we're here not just to help you grow your wealth, but we want to help you on your journey of faith. And be a good steward. Exactly. And and if you want, reach out to us and we'd love to help you take that next step on your financial spiritual journey. I'll tell you how to get a hold of us. That's at ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or you can text us during business hours or give us a call. We'd love to hear and speak with you at 830-609-6986. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We uh, invite you to comment or, you know, send it, maybe send in an email of any kind of a topic you might want us to cover. And if you do enjoy this financial perspective, but from a Christian worldview, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all of our latest content and we can continue to help you on your spiritual journey. We love all of you and thank you so much for being with us. God bless you all. That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.